from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hey, Joe's brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, OakCityCards.com. From Nick, hey, Joe, did you go to Dreamville? No. No, did not go to Dreamville. Thought about going to Dreamville. Actually asked my uh, my 15-year-old if he wanted to go. But he. it's interesting. I'm almost proud of my son, Caleb, because I told him how much the tickets were for the weekend. And he goes, no, 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 I, I don't want to go see it that badly. Missed opportunity. We should have went to Ethan's house. We could have heard. Oh, really? The, the concert from there. Yeah, oh, he lives okay. on Boylan. Gotcha. Out of there. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess you can't pick up everything there. Mm-hmm. I'll say this about Dreamville, though. Um, seriously, all the credit in the world to J. Cole, uh, North Carolina's finest out of Fayetteville, for doing this event in the first place. And when you see the footage that comes out of Dorothea Dix, you go, Oh, look at this. Raleigh looks like a real freaking city. That's pretty awesome. And I know that some folks are worried about traffic because I think the first Dreamville caused some serious traffic headaches. Mm -hmm. But I think that was a lesson learned. I didn't really see much of that from this weekend. People freaking out about traffic standstills. I guess the scooters helped. That's for sure. I feel like Cox would be the only one of the three of us that would go. Oh, I wanted to. I didn't get tickets Too much hockey? because I wasn't sure. Well, there was hockey, but I wasn't yeah. sure if we we're going to be gone for the Final Four or not. Yeah. So I didn't get tickets and everything. So, no, I yeah. trust me, I wanted to be there. And uh, I know Graham Hill, Yeah, he, he went. The G-Wagon was there? Yeah, of course, there. Was. The Young Gravy was Did he there. Did rob a bank? What's, what's I know. his story? I, said, I think we're paying him too much on Culture <laughs> State. No, I think what ends up happening is we forget what it's like to be young Oh, and have nothing else to pay for. No kids or yeah. any of that stuff. You got no other things to pay for. You know, like you're good. You share rent. There's that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm not saying it's a glamorous life. I'm just saying that your priorities for yeah, ticket, you could eat ramen for a month. The ticket too, purchases, like, right, and you're good to go, right? He's skinny too. Exactly. So no, I, I I'm bummed out because what Saturday Sean Paul was there, and I absolutely you, you love some Sean. Paul. I love Sean Paul. Would have yeah. lost it. And then based on what I saw yesterday uh, with J Cole coming out with Drake. I think Lil Wayne was there, too, last night. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a rumor or a Twitter report that Usher was hanging out at He's Not Here. Yeah, he was okay. there. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be kind of cool, just like. Which is weird, because he said you didn't have to call. Watch this. Watch this. Very strange. Like, yeah, watch this. Like, I, I tell me that wouldn't be the first thing you would do if you ran into Usher yeah. at He's Not Here. <laughs> I mean, even my old ass knows that one. He would be looking at me. It's like, what's wrong no. with this man? Security. No. All right, yeah. next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. From Drew. Hey, Joe, how low is the viewership going to be for this NCAA championship? Okay. Two part answer. One, who cares? <laughs> About what the. But the, what the ratings are going to okay. be. I mean, it's a, it's a non-traditional. In terms of being an indictment of yeah. college basketball. It's San Diego State versus UConn. It's not anything that's going to blow the doors off of it. And, and Cox, what time did you say this game was starting? 9.20. I won't be awake. It's going to be hard for me. Yeah, I won't be awake for that. Gonna, and I have a UConn ticket. Like, oh, do you? It's okay. going to be hard for me, even in this elevated state, <laughs> to be ready enough. to go. Fair enough. Uh, the UConn, the, excuse me, the FAU-San Diego State game. Was really, really good. Mm. And I was actually heartbroken for FAU. That is such a difficult way to lose. Yeah. Not at the buzzer, but to be ahead the whole game and to be like, it, it was a little bit like uh, UNC, UCLA, mm-hmm. women's soccer, where you are like counting the seconds down to you, you know, being the champion or being in the championship game. And all of the sudden, it was like, it was just surreal. Butler's shot was just surreal. 
and he just it, it was a pure Keith Smart moment too. He just st- he stepped into that thing and mm-hmm. and I mean they didn't even touch the rim. Like that was like it was he was playing like it was a Tuesday night in Montreal. He had a regular season like feel to that one because what a what a fantastic way. And San Diego State won mm-hmm. as Chris from Dadgum Box Scores pointed out. They were down the whole time mm-hmm. and they didn't try to just bomb from three. They kept going to the basket, going to the basket, scoring inside, away, getting away. twos, and they didn't even shoot that well. And but it, they kept consistently getting two points instead of missing the three and mm-hmm. coming up with empty possessions. And ultimately they they have the ball with on the final possession down one. Butler hits a great shot. Yeah, all you need is two. Like shout yep. out to the lost art of a mid range jump. Yep. Right? And but I was I really and I had nothing on the game. I was just I was sick for the FAU players mm-hmm. because they had played really, really well. That was a San Diego State team that had held Alabama and Creighton to low scoring grinder games and they imposed their will on those teams. FAU outplayed them. Mm-hmm. And to lose that way, it's just it's heartbreaking. Next up. From RMHA Joe, how much does Miami's participation in the Final Four paper over what was a miserable year for the ACC? Careful, careful. When you say participation, there could be a North Carolina state legislator that would get upset about that uh, and want that stripped away from Miami altogether. Um, I don't – look, this is a conversation about the ACC and how strong the ACC was or was not that has completely run out of gas. And I think most pragmatic people, fair-minded people, can look at this year in the ACC and understand two things being true at once. The bottom of the league was worse than it's been at any point in recent memory. And the teams that were at the bottom were typically strong teams in years past. I'm looking directly at you, Louisville. Louisville should never be that bad as a basketball program. And the typical consistency of a Leonard Hamilton Florida State team was not there this year. Georgia Tech was Georgia Tech. So the bottom half of the league was bad, straight up. But that does not mean that the top half of the league doesn't have some good squads that can compete. Miami, clearly one of them. They were consistently good all year long. Duke came on late when they were the, were their true selves. But when you get into the randomness of the NCAA tournament, yeah, you're going to get knocked out in the second round uh, in a game that essentially was allowed to be physical. And that, to me, was a game in which the all the worst aspects of Duke's team came to fruition that day. They're not a consistently good offensive team. And Tennessee hit a bunch of threes when they're statistically, on average, not a good three-point shooting team. They bombed them out of there. So two things can be true at once, and I wish that Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, is going to be meet, be, be meeting with basketball player, uh, basketball coaches this offseason about changing the narrative around the ACC. There's really nothing you can do to change the narrative outside of winning. There's some ways you can manipulate the net. There's some ways you can manipulate the numbers. You could play fewer games in conference. That might, but that's they're never going to do that because that's TV inventory. Or Joe, your point, you can actually schedule better in the middle of the year rather than essentially like me in bowling at NC State setting a bad score on purpose so that I can look good later on in the semester when I'm bowling 175. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things, though, about the ACC that you you still ha- are true. While they had some good teams, they mm-hmm. didn't have a monster. They didn't. To your point, there weren't that many monsters out there this year, but they didn't have, you know, 2019, three teams were a number one seed. 
And anytime Duke and Carolina are not at their own level, then it, the ACC is docked for that. There's like there's just no way around that. Next up. I got a proposition for you. From ACC State Fan, hey, Joe, is there a transfer portal for officials? And if so, has Burt Smith entered it yet? He worked the first semifinal game, uh, yeah, Saturday. He did the San Diego State FAU game. I, I mean, listen, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Not even not even ACC officials could help Miami. And they were pretty much all ACC officials at the Final Four. Yeah, I know. Or guys which, who, who work a lot who, of ACC games. Which, again, uh, is a reminder, you don't get to officiate Final Four games right. if you're considered bad. Right. That's all I'll say. Anyway, next up. How you doing? From Gary, hey, Joe, is it more or does that movie about the Air Jordan look like trash? Or is it? Oh, is it me? Or is it me? Yeah, I is just, it me? I'm just reading what it says. Is it me? Yeah, it's typo or does that movie about the Air Jordan movie, whatever? Why not? Why are you down on this Air Jordan movie? What the the movie about the shoe? Yeah. Why am I it's down a, on it? It's. <laughs> I mean, that's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Number one. Yeah. That that part doesn't do anything for it you. Does nothing for me. Okay. Unless Matt. Un- Unless Matt Damon is deep undercover as Jason Bourne, and that's what this is actually Did about. Did you get through the, the whole season of uh, the Lakers? Uh, the, no. The ginned-up version of the no. Lakers on yeah, HBO? I didn't. Uh, okay. There is actually a part in there about Phil Knight going to Magic Johnson mm-hmm. in 1980. Mm-hmm. Phil Knight, founder of Nike, CEO of Nike going to Magic Johnson in 1980 and being like, hey, mm-hmm. we want to, we're, we're this upstart sneaker company and we want to, we want to sign you and give you your own shoe. We call it the Air Magic. Mm-hmm. And Magic was like, eh, I don't yeah, know about no. all that. And, and, and then, of course, we all know the postscript. It almost feels like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were watching the HBO fictionalized version we of the Lakers. Know. And they're like, wait a second. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's all. I, 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 I'm I, sure there's a lot. Sonny Vaccaro is a character, and, and Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I slightly I have some ethnic issues there with with Lily White, Matt Damon playing my guy Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah. But you know, yeah, Ben Affleck uh, wearing windsuits, being Phil Knight, being Phil Knight with the with the shades and the windsuits. I don't know if that's really going to hit. I don't know. Here, it's not about the sneaker. It's about like the the birth of, well, of Nike you, and the hustle ask, of Nike, basically. Well, if that's the case, I'll just read Phil Knight's book called Shoe Dog. Well, some people don't like to read. Some people like to fair. go to movies and listen to podcasts. But this is not. But here's the thing, though. This isn't about Phil Knight. It's. I don't. I'm not going to pretend to know the entirety of the movie. I just, I I've seen the trailer. It's not about I think Phil Knight. It's about Michael Jordan okay, and the shoe. And how they talked Michael Jordan into signing with them? Without actually ever showing you Michael Jordan because they actually have, I think it's Viola Davis who's playing his mother. Mom. Who's okay. the one who ends up making all the deals and things like that. Sure. But I don't know if what, the, what, what compelling it is to watch a bunch of dudes in a boardroom arguing about who should be wearing a shoe because that's what it is. It's like draft day. Right? In theory. Like, <laughs> why am I going to sit here and watch a two-hour movie about guys looking at a draft board? But you don't care about sneakers either. No, I don't care about sneakers. So if you cared about sneakers, you obviously... Anyone who cares about sneakers cares about Jordans. Yes. So it does... It is the origin story of Jordans, even though the movie's not about Michael Jordan. It's about the shoe. Right? Yes. 
And why do we, in part, why we still talk about Michael Jordan 40 years later is the shoes. Got to be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. What's funny is I'd actually go watch the movie about Tetris, which is on Apple. There's a movie about Tetris? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you'd be intrigued by that. You know I love I'm Tetris. In. It's actually, it's actually, a, it's it's a movie about the creation of Tetris. Now, say, how, now how are we going to glorify the Russians who created Tetris? But it's, no, but it's, it's, it's low-key a spy movie. <laughs> that's what I that's mean. What, that's, the, that's the crazy part about it. All right. That's Hey Joe. If you got any questions for us, just use that hashtag, Hey Joe. Now, we did get a question about tonight's championship game. The question is, the question should not be about ratings. There is one question and one question only as it pertains to what tonight is about. And it's a fascinating one at that. I'll explain next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So tonight we got the national championship game between UConn and San Diego State. On the surface, it's not exactly a compelling championship game for the purists out there because we're so wrapped up in blue bloods last year we had the full-on blue blood final four you had north carolina and duke you had kansas and villanova but here's what i find interesting about that when did villanova become a blue blood or was it because it has jay wright as the head Mm -hmm. coach and everybody knows who jay wright is and they've won some championships that's a a 2010s development sure yeah so the idea of a blue blood yes i know they won it in 85 yes i'm aware of that but to me it was more about yeah jay that wright. was a one-off with raleigh massimia yeah, I, yes. felt, I felt like that was more of a jay wright thing so i found it interesting that last year was dubbed a blue blood final four but let's take let's take villanova out of last year's final four and put uconn into that final four would it have been described as a blue blood final four so I feel like this is a continuation of our conversation of who would you take, mm-hmm. who would you rather be, and I I see a distinction here now. Yeah. Okay. Because I asked a Carolina fan over at Eagle Ridge, my man Todd and and uh, Colby, who's a Duke fan, and I said, okay, well if UConn wins their fifth title, you'd rather be UConn than Duke or Carolina, right? And they were like, nah. <laughs> it's too inconsistent. And I've still been trying to wrap my brain around that, but I have wrapped my brain around this. Mm-hmm. I don't think UConn is a blue blood because I think the consistency is what makes you a blue blood. Yes. Winning five chips, to me, I would take the five chips. Mm-hmm. But I understand if you're a Carolina fan, you have a connection to those players, you have the ever every day, especially here in the triangle. I get to argue about my team. I get to have pride in my team. Same with Duke. And and you know, Duke with the players that they've sent to the NBA and the and the success that they had at Duke, you go you have that pride on a on a consistent annual season by season basis. Mm-hmm. Whereas UConn has been like, all right, we're gonna go, we're gonna win it. And then all of a sudden you're like, Well, wait, what happened? Yeah. Well, the coach got suspended. Well, the other coach got fired. Well, now we gotta hire this guy. Well, then we lost in the first round. Well, then we missed the tournament. Yeah. But it's like, hey, did you get in? Well, once you get in, they win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I totally get the conversation. But I, I would say, even though I would rather be UConn than any other program in the last 25 years, I would not call them a blue blood 
just because of the lack of consistency. Yeah, the lack the lack of consistency matters, but I think you just hit on it. It's NBA products as well, or just there is a there is a connection to Duke and North Carolina to a certain extent. To a certain extent, Kansas and Kentucky. You know the Carolina guys. You yeah. know the Duke guys. Yep. They're all over the place. You can't escape them. That's part of being a blue blood. Well, They're just yeah, sprinkled Kentucky throughout. Kentucky right now would have the best pros. Because remember, yeah. a lot of the pros don't go to school. Right. But what I'm talking about is when you turn on ESPN, what do you see? You see a lot of people who have had connections sure. to Duke and North Carolina coming through. Or uh, old ACC guys who have come through as well to a certain extent. You don't necessarily get that with UConn. There's while UConn does have pros, okay. They it's not like how it is with Duke and Carolina. There's no instant name recognition of oh yeah that guy went to yeah UConn like Kemba Walker, Jeremy Lamb. You know these are guys who won titles. With but it's UConn, been a while. But it has been a while though. Sure, with somebody like Kemba Walker, so who's a great player? Don't get me wrong. Tonight, I think tonight if they win, if they win, and they've won five in the last twenty five years. I think it's more with three different coaches, right? One over Duke, one over Kentucky. That's it's pretty impressive. See, I could talk myself into them, but, but I see the other side now. Yeah. I didn't see the other side before. I at least see the other side. Now. I think ninety nine percent of college basketball fans would take what UConn has done in the last twenty five years. Ninety nine percent. Duke and Carolina would not, and same with Duke. You know, because like, what is oh, people act like? Well, how is Duke a blue blood? Well, Duke did have a history before Mike Shashevsky. Okay. Uh, let's not act like it was just this program that was nothing before Shashevsky took it over. It had and a then, history, but not that history. It wasn't that no history. Titles. But there's a reason they why went to the Final Four, but but no titles. But there's a reason why Mike Shashevsky is viewed as the greatest mm-hmm. coach in college basketball history because of the longevity that he did it, having won championships in multiple decades, different ways. All right. So it's really hard to disassociate Mike Shashevsky from yes. Duke, but understand there really was a history before yeah. that. And that's why Duke is always going to be considered a blue bud. They're not nouveau, all right? UConn, maybe? Uh, I'm going to push a little bit on Duke okay. not being nouveau, but it, it's all relative to your age. It is relative to right? your age, yes. It is because really the, the the rise of ESPN was kind of coincided with Duke. Yes. Because remember, you, oh, asked, ESPN, ESPN you, asked Michael, you asked Michael Jordan who he wanted to be in college. The answer is not Duke. It's not Duke. Yeah. Okay. ESPN two. <laughs> ESPN two was born on that North Carolina Duke matchup. Well, I'm just saying ESPN in general. In general, you know, the, they had college basketball. That was the one sports entity back then that they had. Mm-hmm. They had tractor pulls and, and rodeos, and but they had college basketball. The other reason why UConn probably finds itself on the outside looking in in terms of consistency is: can you name what conference they've been in? Well, now they're back in the Big East. They're back in the but, Big yeah, East. But, yeah, they they had a little bit of a American athletic dalliance there where yeah. you were like, now why are they playing Tulsa on a Wednesday? Wait, what happened? And when you're not in that mix, you can tend to be forgotten, yeah. and then you're reminded of them oh, when they, it comes to the NCAA tournament. If we, they had stayed in the Big East the entire time, then we'd probably talk about UConn a little bit differently. And it's crazy, too, to use a Duke point and a Carolina point. We, I, at least, say Carolina is the best program in all of college basketball because they've done it with multiple coaches over multiple years. Mm. Whereas when I think of the success of Duke, while, yes, they went to the Final Four uh, before Mike Krzyzewski, they didn't have a title before Mike Krzyzewski. So I think of Duke's success tied to one coach. Kentucky, Kansas, Carolina have done it with multiple coaches across multiple decades. 